0: your business less complicated there are building blocks to build a sustainable business we promise to seek them out and address them all the better your business show starts now
1: and welcome to the Better Your Business show. Here we discuss your most important business challenges and provide you with practical solutions to help you better your business.
0: Now, if you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, serialpreneur, any kind of preneur, then you're a visionary. You have goals, you have aspirations, you have dreams. What you may not have is access to experts that are available and ready to give step-by-step instructions as a roadmap to make sure you realize your dreams. Now, we all know building a business isn't uh, easy, whether it isn't a roadmap or an instruction manual. So what we've done is we've decided to take these uh, building blocks that may be considered stumbling blocks to some and break them down into bite-sized pieces so they can be digestible and turned into actionable data.
1: That's right, so whether you're joining us live or watching the replay, make sure you take your free business assessment at Pillar5.com and join us live in our virtual studio where we can address your concerns and comments throughout the show.
0: Natalie, um, and by the way, I wanna say we do have another host, Carlton Hoskins, uh, who um, unfortunately was snowed out in Texas today, Um, but he's with us in spirit. He has a slew of questions and I know that he's watching as well. and I'm extremely excited about our special guest today. We have actually Sharon Lecter. Ooh, yes. A, absolutely, she's going to join us today to go into a deep dive on today's topic. And what is today's topic, Natalie? What are we going to All, talk
1: right. About? All right, so today's topic is business ownership and the mindset to succeed. So Tehran we're going to have you go ahead and get us started with, what do you feel is the biggest challenge that entrepreneurs are facing today?
0: Wow, the biggest challenge one of the biggest challenges i would definitely say is mindset um or i would say even the reference points what are their reference points what were their success stories they saw coming up because that's the barometer that's going to determine how far they go or what what things are needed to keep going when you're actually being an entrepreneur what about you what have you come across
1: absolutely you know i feel like my experience has been the biggest challenge is really having the habits and the discipline to become a successful entrepreneur, right? Most of us come from the background of being an employee, we used to clock again, clocking out, being having a different type of schedule. We're usually visionaries, we jump into this world of entrepreneurship and then we have to change the habits and behaviors that go with being a successful entrepreneur. And how do we learn that mindset? Where does that come from? So that's been one of the biggest challenges that I've seen.
0: Absolutely. You know, I remember, especially by Sharon Lecter being on today, I remember the first time I read Rich Dad Poor Dad 20 years ago changed the way I saw business forever. Yeah. Now, applying the stuff that I learned, totally different. I could ramble off quotes out through the book. And then, part two, that cash flow quadrant really broke down the mindset needed. I didn't even know there were different quadrants or that there were mindsets that were directly tied to the results that you get because it's directly tied to how you, you know, um, you know, put put one step in front of the other. So this new thing that she has going has me bouncing backstage like I'm about to perform. Just like <laughs> this for me is like right side of the quadrant 3.0, um, which is gonna be great to jump in. But I do not want to I do not want to steal her thunder or um uh, but I know definitely the mindset from that book changed the way I saw things forever. So I'm really excited to go into this next one. Yes, absolutely.
1: Have I had a chance to be there yet to read the book? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, it's so good to be honest with you. So I finished it in one night and that was a big deal for me, right? Because being an entrepreneur, I'm much more into, I love to read uh, subjects on mindset much more than the how-tos. And what I love about this book is that She talks about both, right? It's very, very engaging, and I'll be honest, it completely shifted the way that I was looking at my business. Even now, sixteen years later, I've been an entrepreneur sixteen years. It's completely changed that. I've been so excited. I've talked to several people about the book already, and uh, I just couldn't be more excited to have her on the show today (laughs) for sure.
0: Oh man, so you got to jump on me. I haven't read the book yet. I want to read it slow and intentionally. But we're going to take a break, and when we come back we are going to bring to you the real deal ms sharon Lecter.
2: you've probably heard of the term serial entrepreneur that's an entrepreneur that understands their why Want they want to create a business sell it so they can go on and create the next business that's kind of a seller's mindset you have the package, you know what you want to do, you want to solve a problem, serve a need, so you pull together all the resources and the tools to build that successful, sustainable, scalable, and saleable business. And then you're ready to move on. It's your why. The next project, the next opportunity, the next chapter of your life. So think about your own business. Are you looking at how you can finish this business, and launch it, and exit rich.
0: Wow. I guess we're yes. About that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes not only did sharon build the largest personal finance brand on the planet with rich dad she reignited the personal development re- arena with what she did with revising think and grow rich she sold over 30 million books she was uh she held president obama's ambush with financial literacy education campaign i just couldn't be more excited to have her on the show so sharon welcome to the show we're thrilled to have you here today
2: I am delighted to be with you. Thank you so much. What a great topic. What a great intro. Maybe I shouldn't talk. You guys should keep talking about me.
0: You make it very, very, very easy. lady Sharon, one of the things that we wanted to ask you, and there's a slew of questions that people were dying to make sure that you, that we asked you one was how can new entrepreneurs who are just starting out, how can they actually design their business? not just to make a profit, but to sell for a profit in the future.
2: Well, Teron, that's a fantastic question because let's start with most entrepreneurs. They end up, as you guys mentioned, they were employees, they were in a group environment and they have their passion. They wanna go out and they wanna solve a problem and serve a need. So they jump out into entrepreneurship and realize it's pretty lonely. sometimes you just, and they forget to surround themselves with people that are going to encourage them. They don't get the mentor they need and they end up owning a job because they haven't built the structure around the business. So Mm. what I, everything I do is to support people in taking the idea of their business and really creating that economic engine that is, that is a business that's not just successful but sustainable scalable and saleable eventually because the ho- whole idea is to create something that lives beside you as an independent economic engine that right. serves a maximum
1: number of people
0: mm. yeah that makes that that was pretty clear right there <laughs>
1: yeah so sharon what would be the difference in having an exit strategy and exiting rich
2: well, well exiting rich can be having a business that is generating cash right and you get to that point where you can exit from a time perspective but not sell the business right and that gives you the richness of your life or you can exit rich because you've built a business that is saleable and creates generational wealth the whole concept is having a business that is a standalone unit because if you want to play big you want to be number one in your field live your legacy and create maximum impact you do that by putting in the structure of your business so that it is something that can live beside you you know i talk about the um toron human and um the cash flow quadrant right Mm. on the left side in fact i have a picture of it right here is the employee and self-employed so that mindset is exchanging your time for money so right. what I teach people is to move to the right side where you own businesses and investments. And that's where your money's working for you. Mm-hmm. You've, you've invested your time, not spent your time. You're not exchanging time for money, but you've invested your time in building an asset. All right. So your business is an asset. My favorite word on earth asset. So I help people move to the right side of the quadrant and understand that those businesses become like your employees. They're out there working for you. And when they're really working hard and you don't have to necessarily show up, and that is where you've exited rich because you've got the richness of this business generating cash flow for you. Or you build it to the point where somebody else wants to buy it and you sell it and you have generational wealth but the Mm. essence of getting to that point is understanding to build the foundation around your business. When you build a house, you go down first. The foundation is very important to have a, a house that will stand the test of time. Same thing with a business. You have to think about the foundation of your business.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. So that makes me, so why, why do you think, why don't more businesses exit rich? I mean, there's a small percentage that actually, make it past year ten
2: yeah very few very few businesses make over a million dollars a year very few and 90 percent of businesses that people want to sell don't sell because they haven't done what they needed to to package it appropriately to build in that foundation to identify their intellectual property protect it and then leverage it and it's because they don't know what they don't know and so now they can find out how to do that By looking at Exit Rich, my co-author is the number one, the largest female business broker in the country, Michelle Seller Tucker. And so she talks about the tactics, about what you need to do. And then I come in from an investor and a mentor perspective, talking about the mindset and the strategies, because you need the strategy and the tactics, the how-to's, specifically what you need to do to package and build the strength in your business so that it can actually stand up, you know, be a thriving unit of, of its own.
1: So, Sharon, um, how can business owners determine what their business is really worth using your six fee method? I know one of the methods in your book, the six fee method. Can you explain that a little bit, please?
2: Absolutely. Well, the six fees are talking about analyzing your business from a standpoint, first, of your people. Who do you have on your team? Who's around you? Who are your advisors? Who are your vendors? What have you pulled together? Because business is a team sport, right? Second one is your product. What is your, what are you offering? What is the product or service that you're offering? The third one is process. And that's what makes your business scalable, your business systems. One of my next favorite phrases, business systems, because that's what really creates, takes you from being a job to a business. And those business systems create tremendous value in your business. And then the fourth one is proprietary. That's your intellectual property, All right? Not the book value of your business, but that goodwill, that additional value. Your database, your logo, right? You what? You, what? How you have solved a problem or served a need? That how-to could be patentable, it could be trademarkable, copyrightable. All that's intellectual property, which gives you tremendous value. And so, I want you to help. I want to help you identify that intellectual property, protect it, and then leverage it.
0: Right.
2: And then oh. the fifth P is. Patrons, your customer, your database, so many people today, and I will guarantee you most of the people watching and listening to this, um, they're very excited about their presence on social media. They're trying to build their presence on social media, which is fabulous. That's mm-hmm. a lead generator. But the true ownership of those customers only come when you entice them and bring them into your database because your database is a gold mine. It allows you to reach out to them and get to them when you want to. Social media, because of all the algorithms of Facebook, Instagram, they throttle how many people actually see your messages. So yes, you want to be out there everywhere on social media, but you want to invite folks to come into your database because that's huge valuation in your company. Many times companies get sold just because somebody wants their database. So right. focus focus on your Patrons, make it easy for them. And in the world, we have a bell curve, right? 20% of the people love you, 20% of the people don't like you very much, and the 60% in the middle don't know you yet. Well, create the systems within your business to facilitate those 20% who love you, make it easy for them to tell the world, and they will convince the 60% to join you and be in your community. And then the sixth one is profit. And too many people focus on the profit and the product and don't think about all those other P's. The value of your business comes from every one of those elements. And not only the value, but your competitive advantage. And that's what I want people to understand. What makes you unique, what makes you better, what makes you um, different from other people in your field. Be that number one individual, the the primary person in your field, the authority. You, know you you know you're an authority. <clears throat> when people start calling you.
0: Right. Um, well, it's just... You brought up something, I mean, I told something recently that happened with you. I saw on Facebook that someone breached your Facebook account. I saw you doing a live on that. <clears throat> and all of your stuff, you couldn't get back in and your whole team was on it?
2: Yes, I can only well, imagine. I'm still in Facebook, hell, yes. About <laughs> uh, two and a half weeks ago, somebody from Vietnam, it appears, um, hacked into my profile page and um, removed all my contact information and phone numbers, so I couldn't even reset anything. And at the same time, tried to charge thousands of dollars of ads for a doggy T-shirt um, on my on, on my credit card. So we were able to um, stop the the bleeding from a dollar perspective. We were able to reclaim my author, Sharon Lecter, page, my business page. And our ad account, um, but I still there are no human beings talking to people in Facebook about your personal profile pages. So I still have not been able to reclaim my personal profile page. So I have to actually borrow my husband's phone to catch up on my friends because I can't get into Facebook. In and it was it's, it's been a royal pain, but um, we'll, we'll we'll get past it. I may have to set up a new profile pic- picture. I'm still everything crosses somehow somebody will hear me and help me get my profile back
0: absolutely absolutely you know and that's the reason i asked that is um because in that post you spoke about resilience so eloquently i had to take a a bite a sound bite and actually repost it you know when you say how to adapt and, and and just you have to you have to persevere it's a constant like there's a it's not a destination there's a journey which leads to the mindset So, a young lady wanted me to ask you, how does a person, she wants to open up a restaurant, she's a cook actually. And her question was, how does a person that's not actively an entrepreneur acquire the mindset of an entrepreneur? Like, was there things to study, (laughs) things to read, or the people to hang around, or not to hang around? And it was interesting to me because I would have never come up with that question. So, here she was, not being an entrepreneur, saying, well, How do I get this mindset of entrepreneurs in the first place? I want money, but it has to be more than that.
2: Well, I would recommend for her, if she wants to start a restaurant, become an entrepreneur first. Get involved with a a restaurant and and participate and contribute in every way possible and and pay attention to the business side of that restaurant. You know, restaurants are very competitive. That industry is very competitive. So the more she knows before she goes into her own, the fewer mistakes she will make. And have a mentor, have somebody who's a successful restaurateur, help her um, navigate that thing. Because you don't just click a switch and say, I'm an entrepreneur. You have to actually do your homework, do, do your research, and understand. And I loved what, you, Tyron, I think you said it. You know, do you find building blocks or stumbling blocks. If you don't have the right entrepreneur of the right mentorship, they're going to be stumbling blocks because you don't know what you don't know, Mm. but your mentor does. And so the mentor can help you um, navigate, steer you around the pitfalls and even open doors of opportunity for you. Mm. Awesome. Awesome when I, I talk about the personal success equation in my book, Three Feet from Gold, which is the first book that I did with the Bowling Hill Foundation. And I talk about your passion and your talent. And so your restaurateur wants to do it because she's so passionate about it and she has the talent, right? And most of us stop there. That's the left side of the cash flow quadrant. I want to help people understand that you need more than that to truly be successful. You have your passion and your talent, your why, your ability to to do a great job and inspire others. But then you need times A, the power of association, the right people around you, people on your team who are strong, where you are weak, that mentor, advisors. Then times A, taking action. How many times do we know what we're supposed to do? We just don't do it. Right. And then right. the, the last element is plus F and that's faith. Faith in yourself, faith in what you're doing, faith that is needed and necessary. And too many of us, that F is actually fear. And fear mm-hmm. does one of two things. It paralyzes us or motivates us. And mm-hmm. the vast majority of us are paralyzed by fear, which is why we don't take action. Mm-hmm. And, we can't find, and we can't find the right people to associate with. So you can go to personalsuccessequation.com for a free download to help walk you through how to build your own personal success equation because when i'm mentoring people i do both individual mentoring and group mentoring typically it's the power of association and faith that need the most work and they go hand in hand when you have the right people around you when you have the right mentor your self-confidence grows because when you have a bad day they're there to lift you up so pay attention to what you have Celebrate it, and then say, "What else do I need? Do I need a little more talent? Do I need more people on my team with other talents than I have? Do I, I know I have to take action? And do I have enough confidence in myself? Because when you form the right environment with the right people around you, you will be have you will be successful."
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, the audience is being very interactive with us and loving your insights uh, this morning, Sheridan. I love that we went into the topic of faith and the downloadable. I, I can't wait to do that myself. One of the questions that I have for you is being that you've dominated in finance and personal development, what keeps you motivated?
2: Every email I get, and people talk about the awards that you get, and they're, I'm just honored and, and absolutely humbled by them because it helps me spread the message more of people needing to take control of their financial life. But what motivates me, I was last Sunday, I was at a, um, a pitch fest for a new real estate investment fund, and a young man came up to me and he says, you've never met me. Well, you have, but you wouldn't know. 17 years ago, you came to my school University of Arizona, and you spoke to my entrepreneurship class. And from that class, um, I w- went on to the trajectory of where I am today. And I'm a multimillionaire in real estate investing. And he was part of the fund that was I was listening to. And, wow. just, and that's, what keeps me motivated to find out, 17 years later. And it's like, never, never had a conversation with this young man. He just made my day, my week, my month. And again, that's, when you want to make a difference in the world, what Mm. motivates you is every single phone call, text, email, um, that kind of meeting just keeps me going.
0: Hmm. Wow. You know, um, Man, you say so many things, but you want to ask so many other questions that I didn't plan on asking, so I'm trying to stay focused, <laughs> right? Here. But what 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 would you say as far as, because you, you, what you mentioned, having people around you, or if, I guess what, what I would say would be mission-driven as well, um, is a very key component. What are some of the red flags that you've noticed people struggle with over the years that they might overlook? Um, and, I, and I say that because some people don't really, aren't able to identify what, that block is blocking them because they misappropriate what it is and it's actually something else. But you having experience in the field, I'm sure there's this red line of consistency. Well, it's either this, or that, this, or that. Make sure you don't do this, don't do that. When you hear this, take it for what it's worth and go the other way, whatever the case is. So, what are some red flags that you've noticed over the years that are very key things to be aware of?
2: Well, thank you, I love that question. And it's really something that I just talked about faith versus fear and too many people have that fear and that fear can be fear of um, criticism, right? big one. And so you're so afraid somebody's gonna look down on you that you don't take action. And that's what's in my book, Outwitting the Devil, which Napoleon Hill wrote back in 1938 and it was hidden for 73 years. I had the honor to bring it out. He talks about various types of fear and how, and how to overcome that. And he talks about definiteness of purpose. And he also talks about only 2% of the population actually has that definiteness of purpose. But when you have your definiteness of purpose, it's what gets you through everything. Mm. You can be knocked off course. But if mm. you still know what you want to do, you can recalibrate. And this mm. year, a lot of people are talking about pivoting. I go no if you know what your purpose is you're not pivoting yes the world has changed so you need to adjust adapt recalibrate and refire but your purpose hasn't changed you right. want to keep your eye on on the prize what you want to accomplish in life and so um he, he talks about definite of purpose and then mastery over self all right natalie talked about good habits bad habits that's exactly what's important is understand what you need to change about how you spend your time And instead of spending it, let's invest it. And as part of that is understanding that you do learn from adversity. We all make mistakes. The question is, some of us define ourselves. No, a mistake is an occurrence, not a definition. It happened. Okay, let's learn from it so we don't repeat it and keep going. And then managing that environment, as I said before, is so important. A lot of times, Tehran, people get involved in something and maybe it's their own family because hmm. you're changing and they're not. Mm. And so they start pulling you back. And right. so it's your, are you around people that want you to succeed? And mm. if you're not, if you are around people who are pulling you back, criticizing you, and understand when it's your own family, it's not that they don't want you to succeed, right. it's that they're, they're, jealous because you're doing something and they're not. And they're trying to pull you back to stay comfortable with where they are. And so when you think of, when you change the framework and say, okay, that's what's happening, you can kind of put this cone of protection on yourself and keep moving forward. Minimize the time you're with them, even if it's your family, if they're pulling you back. Spend your time, invest your time with people who want you to succeed, people who are smarter than you, all right? Make sure you're around people who constantly challenge you to keep moving forward. And then that's all about your time. Your environment and your time go hand in hand. This last year, did you spend time binge watching Netflix or did you spend that time investing it in your future, investing it in changing, adapting, adopting to the new realities and making sure that you're creating Because if you are doing that, then you're going to be on top of the wave, not capsized by it. And so understanding all of those elements, definiteness of purpose, mastery over self, learning from adversity, Mm -hmm. managing your environment and your time, all of that all of a sudden comes together and you start seeing those new habits Mm -hmm. generating incredible results. Wow.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. (laughs) Were you done? Because <laughs> they keep going. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, that's all part of the book, Outwitting the Devil, which is what came out a, a few years ago, and it's really kind of eerie because um, I released it in 2011. But on page 61, it talks. this an interrogation of the devil, and it says you can think it's the real devil or an imaginary devil. Will mm-hmm. you derive any benefit from what I share? But right. on page 61 the devil who's being interrogated said it's one point in time. I'm going to bring all men to their needs by combining the power of poverty and the power of death, the fear, the fear of death, and the mm-hmm. fear of poverty and hello, 2020 add in the mm-hmm. fear of isolation. So yeah, it gave me goosebumps when I reread it because it's like, well, here we are, <laughs> but it, it, it is a, a book all about how do you take control of that fear And as I said, it either paralyzes you or motivates you. And it's really important to recognize that fear and say, okay, all right. So I'm going to let this make me stay away and get under the covers and turn off the lights, or I'm going to take this fear and turn it into energy, turn it into excitement and propel myself forward. So that's what I want you all to think about instead of feeling fearful and hiding, which means we're looking down, convert that fear into energy, which turns into faith and look up and keep going to the world because the world needs you. Mm. Nobody's had your successes. Nobody's had your learning opportunities and no matter what has stopped you in your tracks, it could have been a death, a divorce, a financial setback an illness. You're Mm. still here. You're still here for a reason, and so I challenge you to know that you can help others going through whatever you survived. You mm. have that responsibility for all of us to continue contributing and helping others.
0: Mm. Indeed, indeed, yeah. We have uh, one of the, uh, someone watching actually, a uh, close friend of mine, uh, Kirk Nugent. Um, he said he's heard enough. I'm going to buy the book now. <laughs> but you here listening to you. It's it's so it's in it's I, it's hard to explain when and this happened when we met Natalie, everyone on our team. It's something that happens when you what I call you get the needle in the groove of the record to let the music play, to really get the rhythm right. The effort becomes less because it's like you almost get to the beckon the, the universe is almost like you're the genie. It has to bend to your desires. You're just not always conscious of what your desires are. as a man think of that James Allen book, another one that shifted me forever. But when you know, it's almost like you're cheating. So humbly I say Sharon's coming. Somebody else is coming. Because there's a there's a trajectory of good, 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 edify, 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 powerful, powerful, powerful. The same thing with the negative. You have a bad day, turns into a bad week, turns into a bad season, turns into a bad attitude or a bad character from just practicing certain behaviors over and over again. So it's just choosing to win and just stay in that lane no matter what it looks like, even if your social media account gets hacked. So always stand there and win.
2: And Tehran, that's called hypnotic rhythm. And that's what is also in the book, Outridding the Devil, that hypnotic rhythm can be positive or negative. It's like mm. you get into a habit of hanging out with the wrong people or just kind of not having that definiteness of purpose. And after a while um, in the book, it's called drifting, right? Mm. And drifting means or whatever, go with the flow, follow the crowd versus taking control of your thoughts and your actions and doing the definiteness of purpose mastery over self learning from adversity controlling your environment controlling your time and once you're doing that you get into a hypnotic rhythm of positive habits and you get Mm -hmm. exponentially more positive results and when you have like what you just said i love putting the needle in the groove. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. and when you have the right people around you, it's, you know, one plus one is 11, not two, because you do have exponential <laughs> impact. It's like the power of mastermind, which Napoleon all talked about is when you get people together, you have the power of each of the, their education and their experience, their contacts and magic happens when you have that team environment where everybody's looking at creating positive results. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Sharon, how and where do you find the right people to create the right environment?
2: I love that. It is um, important for you to think about who's successful with what you want to do and where can I find those groups? And there's all kinds of masterminds. There's all kinds of networking groups. Um, some cost money, others don't. Having the right mentor will introduce you. A mentor will introduce you to the right audiences. And again, being a student of what you want to do and being aware and, and earning the right and getting out there into the right groups and find somebody who's successful with what you want to do and start. You know, paying attention, don't stalk them, but pay attention to what they're doing and the groups that they're in, and kind of quasi stalk them. But um, you know, and always be of contribution, supporting them, so that you can find out what they do to stay ahead. And that's you know, you you got to put in the effort. I mean, it's not an overnight success. You need to put in um, the effort and make contributions and find out where they are, so that you can be there to soak up their knowledge.
0: Okay, now Sharon. Now a lot of our listeners are are entrepreneurs, a lot of solopreneurs, is on that journey. Um, so, for a person that's an entrepreneur who is aspiring to grow, scale, sell their business, exit rich, or learn even learn how to just on that path, how do they position themselves in their mind? How can I add value to somebody like Sharon Letcher? How do I add value to these people to try to build relationships with when? You know, I'm so far on the I'm just reaching over to the right side of the quadrant, still stumbling back to the left side. And they're they're you know, on the other level. So what, what's something practical for like an entrepreneur? Because it's easy to say, yeah, man, everybody help you. Just you guys got sharing lectures like, well, now this was 18 probably years ago because I, we, we all committed collectively to some type of energy. And we didn't know what it was going to manifest into. And now that's happening. So, how can a person bring value to someone who seems to have more value than them? I guess.
2: Well, thank you, Tehran. And I think it's important to understand that you do need to have the concept of reciprocity. A lot of people ask before they contribute. So, contributing, supporting them. Um, When I see, you know, I have Google Alerts. So, when I know somebody's out there talking about me and supporting me, I reach out to them and say thank you. And that establishes a connection, a relationship. And so, an understanding that you do your work to support an individual that you want to, support you know find out where they're going to be, show up, and make that contribution. But if you're out there promoting someone else, um, you know they should eventually see that you're doing it. and that is, is, is so much having that gratitude of somebody who's impacted your life does open the door like this young man that I met last week. He came up to me and he says, you know, you don't remember me, but I was in that class. You know, I will have from this day forward a, a special place in my heart for him. Mm-hmm. And so make that contribution and be present. Um, and again, the more you work, a lot of times people say, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know. So well, find out something. People, I don't know anybody that's rich and go, well. Do you? Is there a charity you belong that you believe Mm -hmm. in? Go volunteer at the charity, and as the more you volunteer there, you're going to start meeting Mm -hmm. some of their big donors. So you're going to find out rich people who have a similar interest than you, Mm -hmm. and and they're going to see the contribution you're making at the charity. And all of a sudden, you know, you have access that you didn't have before. But it's through contribution, Mm
0: -hmm. and then you
2: have the opportunity to to do something together.
0: Natalie, what was it you were talking about? There were so many things about Sharon that was oh, the financial literacy advisor for the president. So yeah, and I, and what was that? It just, it just helped me. It helped. It helped me understand how education and financial literacy are not always the same thing. What was that, that you were saying about Sharon?
1: That she was with Bush and Obama helping advocate financial literacy.
0: Were you teaching them
1: as a college? <laughs>
2: that's a great question. That's, that that's called like? the impossible mission, I think. Um, <laughs> I had a huge honor of being asked to um, be on the very first President's Advisory Council by President Bush, which I served Bush and Obama. And it was a collection of about 18 to 20 of us from various arms. I was only, the only entrepreneur, um, and so I was quite the voice of... Uh, advocating for entrepreneurs but it was an incredible honor and it was during 2008 2009 2010 so it was a very volatile time um, in our financial world and it was during that time we did pass the credit card act of 2009 i can't take credit for the bill but I was a squeaky wheel because in that bill it uh, prevents credit card companies from being able to solicit college kids on campus Which was a huge issue for me because my oldest son had gotten into credit card debt when he went went off to arizona state so but it's something that uh, we all have to participate i mean if we want to level the playing field so every child has equal opportunity we need to start all standing up and insisting that we bring financial education to the school systems because there's still far too few states i think seven states that require personal financial education for high school graduation and that's pathetic it's criminal it's hmm. truly every child if you know we talk about the rich get richer the poor get poorer because that's where they learn about money if we truly want every child no matter what their background no matter what their skin color no matter what language they speak to truly have success we need to give them the tools and the education for them to succeed
0: hmm. yeah that's all right right there now let me ask you how how and where do you me anyone listening? how do we find the right people to create the right environment to cultivate the same mind frame everybody can have a good day but this takes a minute entrepreneurship is a journey that doesn't ever stop you never arrive there's always room for another comma or another zero um it's really just the ambition it's the drive how does i mean do you have to be, what is the word, um, um, shrewd in your personal life? I mean, how does this work? Well,
2: Tarana, yeah, I've, obviously your question sets me up to talk about my programs. <laughs> and um, so there are lots of us out there, but there's a lot of noise and chaos out in the world, digital world, about programs from people. So I want to just preface it by saying, do your due diligence, make sure the person teaching the programs has earned the right, that they truly have success and they're not trying to sell you a program so they can pay their rent this month is really important because there's so much noise out there. And yes, I have tremendous number. I have, um, you know, we've created the opportunity for people to learn from us um, in a very cost-effective way. And then also all the way up to one-on-one. I have online programs that help people that are financially distressed become financially confident. That's my Money Mastery program. Then I have a program that's called, that's called the Play Big Movement, which helps people really move to the right side and understand how to become a contribution and financially independent. I have a program called Refire for people who are just feeling stuck and need to get to the next level. And then my highest level program is Essential Components of a Successful Business, which I do with my husband, who's an intellectual property attorney that talks about how to really build that sound practice for for a business, of course, and part of that is, is what we share in the book, Exit Rich. And then I have group mentoring programs, and then I have a publishing retreat I have business retreats at my ranch, and then I have the one-on-one mentoring programs. And so we wanted to make it available so that people could find the information they need wherever you are right now in, mm-hmm. in a way that can afford you can afford in your budget. But invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Invest in your business. Don't try to be the Lone Ranger because that's when you own a job, not a business. Yeah. So let me support you in creating that economic engine that can support you your family for generations
0: that's wonderful go ahead ahead, natalie well a
1: question that i i'm curious about Sharon, is i know you talk about henry and imposter syndrome so one of the questions that i would have is how do you know if you're uh, having a challenge in that area how do you know if you're suffering from that
2: well i think you know the the imposter syndrome comes from a lack of self-confidence i'm not good enough um maybe some of you right now have been easy for her to say when i've been talking and that that's where you have to look in the mirror and say okay i'm i'm my own worst stumbling block i am my own worst enemy and that's because you don't have the right people around you Mm -hmm. You don't don't have the right mentor. You don't have the right people group helping support you to get Mm -hmm. to that level of confidence that you deserve. And Mm -hmm. it's so important. And I tell people, well, I don't people say, I don't like to sell. And I go, well, do you truly believe that what you are offering can make their life better? And the answer is pretty much always yes. Mm -hmm. And I go, then change the way you look at it. You're not selling them something. You're serving them you're sharing with them something that you have that could make their life better. Mm -hmm. And so instead of thinking of sales, think of service because when you sell, it's a transaction. It's a one-time occurrence and you have to go find the next guinea pig to sell something to. But when you serve somebody, you create a relationship and that relationship creates a lifetime of sales, which is why I have several programs because I want to serve you Mm -hmm. where you are and help you get to the next step and then the next step and that's why we've made sure we have that customer journey i don't like to use the word funnels it's a customer a customer experience and you can see it at SharonLector.com. but each of you should be thinking about how you can create a customer journey to help people better their lives and then invite them in
0: wow. yeah. <laughs> awesome so awesome, but just speaking about the imposter syndrome, um, and how they weren't even aware that that's that could be the case of what was going on. It's like, wait, but you know this stuff. everybody is an expert at something, um, but we, uh, but it's just like you said, we will go outside of what we already know, grab something we don't know, bring that back, and say, well, now I'm not worthy. Well, then put that back over there. Go back to what you know, and you're absolutely worthy. You're you're an expert at it, champ. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That that comes into the fear of criticism. Mm. You are looking at the grass on the other side, but you don't know the story of the other side. But you do know your story and you are every single person watching and listening is an expert. Nobody's had your successes. Nobody's had your learning opportunities. Mm. And you are where you are today because of all of those, your successes and your learning opportunities. And you can help other people going through what you've gone through. The issue is taking your expertise and creating a vehicle to serve other people with it. And you do that through building a business, creating intellectual property, assets. Remember that word, my favorite word, assets. That's what makes you financially independent. You're financially free when the income from your assets exceeds your monthly expenses. It does not have to be millions of dollars. Right. I mean, right. You could have two apartment complexes that make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And if you're living on thirty-five thousand, you're financially free. That's where Robert Kiyosaki was when I met him. All mm. right. All is assets that income generate. That's what you want to buy, build, and create. Focusing on, and that's what moves you to the right side of the cash flow quadrant.
0: Mm. Assets, assets, assets.
2: And those assets, take your expertise, make it available to people 24-7, and they can buy it and and support you, but they get the value. They can then share it with other people, and all of a sudden, you go from being an expert in your field to becoming the authority in your field. When you become the authority in the field, that's when people are calling you, asking you for advice.
0: <laughs> that's what we all time. want, right? <laughs> In that talk, you that make a profit and providing a solution, and it's such mindset, it's such a paradigm shift. There are a there are endless problems. Well, I found out that every problem reveals a solution, even when you say it. When you're saying what's wrong with you, you're just speaking about the solution in a different way. So if there are thousands of problems, that means there's thousands of solutions. That means there's thousands of ways to generate revenue by solving problems versus just trying to make money and create something that's a sale. Like you said,
2: the most successful businesses solve a problem or serve a need, no matter where you look, solve a problem or serve a need. And if, and we have a few of those right now, we have a lot of problems and a lot of needs. And so focus on that. Now, People tend to want, they they are more attracted to getting rid of pain than seeking pleasure, right? But both are the importance. But most people that have businesses are so proud of their business, so excited that they focus on the features. This is what I do. This is how I do it. This, you know, but you want to change your messaging to focus on the benefits, Mm -hmm. right? I can help you. Lose weight. I can help you find more time in your week. I can help you um, have a better home life. What mm-hmm. is the benefit to the consumer is what right. you want to focus on.
0: Awesome, Sharon, 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 <laughs> Sharon, Sharon, Sharon. I want to thank you so so much. um And real quick, I just want to say to everybody who's watching, we also are. Um, uh we, have a, we also are getting Exit Rich. You have it right here on the screen. You can see it. So you're going to go right to www.exitrichbook.com to get her book. I think it's forward slash buy. To get her book. If you haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, read it. If you haven't read Exit Rich, which you haven't, read it there's something that changes inside of you when you know when you find out something when you find out new information new information new awareness um and i, I can't i haven't read this book but from what i went through with rich that Poor rich that poor dad it was it was it was just i didn't realize how much i didn't know like you said i knew what i knew but i didn't know what i didn't know and i didn't even know that i didn't know what i didn't know you know you know So, yeah, man, that's that's it's been awesome. Awesome. Now, you know, share some things.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for being here, Sharon. Thank you for your passion, the difference that you're making in this world for entrepreneurs and through financial literacy and education. It's just been an honor to have you here this morning. And um, your book was amazing. I'm excited. Everyone goes and orders it. And I know it comes with some little special bonuses to help us all be successful as we're going through this journey. So thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate it. And yes, this is your opportunity to get the book um, well before it's going to be available to the general public. And we're special for this show to support you. And we have those additional bonuses. So thank you so much, both of you. And I congratulate you on doing this show. And I really appreciate the fact that you're bringing information that can help people take their lives and their businesses to the next level. And My goal for all of you is to build incredible value in your businesses so that you can exit rich and you exit rich because then you have positioned yourself to be able to make more contribution and successful, um, helping other people become successful. So turn your success into significance when you exit rich. Thank you.
0: All right.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: For and especially entrepreneurs, make sure you go to www.pillar5.com. You take your free assessment of your business diagnostic, find out what life cycle stage you're in currently and which building blocks you need to take to ensure that you are building a sustainable business.
1: Yes. All right. So um, are we going to take a quick break?
0: <laughs> we are going to take a quick break. Um, and i not going to... Sip of coffee and really come back <laughs> having so much Sharon Lecter at one time.
1: Yes, that was amazing. She dropped so many awesome nuggets.
0: Awesome, awesome.
1: But so your biggest takeaway from today, just curious.
0: My biggest takeaway today. Yes, yes. Be a solution yes. provider, be a solution provider, have the mind frame of solving problems, keep the mindset of, um, it seems as though, what it, what's consistent is if you keep the mind frame of integrity, really solving a problem versus making a sale, all the other stuff, the monetary components are actually attached to that automatically. That's just a default byproduct of what you're doing. Um, So, yeah, something I took away was, was, you know, always be a solution provider. I can't wait to get inside of the book, though, because I've never thought of it in that capacity. Now, even in the software, the pillar 5 software, one of the things we ask is, we ensure is that they actually build an exit strategy when they're building their business. But 2.0 is make sure you exit rich. I wasn't necessarily making sure. And as long as it actually, you go through the whole process and you have an exit strategy and you hit the numbers you want, but to the intent to exit rich is almost like to me, entrepreneur 2.0. Now you have another passion. You can just create another business, have the infrastructure built. Now you're building it to sell it, building it to sell it, building it to sell it. Why not? Yes. What about yours?
1: I, that was one of the biggest game changers for me too, especially after reading the book, because... When you have an exit strategy, it's like you're beginning with the end in mind, right? And so many times we're following our passion, doing what I what we love. And one of the things that she talks about in the book is what causes people to slow down to sell their business. There's really not an intention behind it. Usually it's because we just burn ourselves out so much. It's like, man, I can't work anymore. We're having that financial challenges. People are having challenges financially during the pandemic, right? Or they're having health challenges and they need to sell their business. So it's not really with that end goal in mind of, selling my business and exiting rich and then also starting with the right foundation to do that that was one of the hugest things for me as well it's like okay how do i set the foundation where when my goal is let's say 15 years to sell my business and exit rich do i have everything in place to do that what is the financial evaluation of my business how do i know how much to sell it for and what are the little things that i need to look at along the way so amazing book exitrichbook.com forward slash buy get the book i promise you you won't regret it
0: absolutely yeah you know when carlton uh, my business partner carlton and i we started um the tech company I do systems. Five years ago, we started this. We obviously had no idea COVID was going. Twenty twenty was going to be what twenty twenty was. And to see to see entrepreneurship becoming almost like a fad, the timing of that is just um it's it's I can't even really put it in the words. You know, it just makes sense. Everybody with the internet, with YouTube, everybody has access to the resources. What they don't have, though, like Sharon was saying earlier, are the right people around them that believe in the same mission you believe in, that believe in you the way you believe in you. To help us all keep that tunnel vision, that focus, remember that we're the MVP of our team, it's not selfish, it's self-love, the better we do for us, the better we can do for other people. Um, and, and then just adding entrepreneurship to it and a strong team, you know, finances makes everything better. I think the quote is, I'd rather cry in a bins than on a bike <laughs> or something like yeah. that. I'd rather yeah. we <laughs> yeah. say money don't make you happy, but it gives you options.
1: It gives you, gives you, you options. options. So that's right.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm wow. I'm, I can't wait and I hope we can get um, Sharon back again. Um, and I, I I can't wait to just start flooding all of the different resources that she has because yes. that's where the value is at. All of the stuff that we need is everywhere. We just have to go out and get it intentionally. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: So we want to thank everyone for uh for the attending the live today.
1: Yes, uh, thank you.
0: Thanks, Sharon Lecter, and we want to implore want to get the Exit Rich book. We will be here every Monday at eleven a.m. Eastern time, that's 8 a.m. California time. That's you right, Natalie,
1: right?
0: Yeah, Pacific Standard Time, yes. <laughs> uh, Pacific Standard Time, uh, 10 o'clock if you're in Texas. That's where Carlton's at. I don't even, Central Time, there we go. <laughs> We're well, to thank you guys for coming. Enjoy your life. Don't just have a good day. Make it a great day. Two words, exit rich. <laughs> All
1: right. Yes. See you soon. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now.